You may have heard of us, but you might not know Bank First is a community bank that has no fee ATM access, interest, and perks earning checking accounts. With online and mobile banking, mortgages for every stage of life, and modern business banking for businesses, small and big. We keep it all together to put you first. Do you bank with us? You should. Bank First is an equal housing lender and a member FDIC. Well, it's Thursday night. We're in the Farm Bureau studios. It's late, and we want a ball game. It's like AM Coast to Coast. Remember the old days of AM Coast to Coast? What was that guy's name? I don't know, but every trucker on Highway on Interstate Five in Oregon were listening to that guy. Mark like Bell. Mark Bell. Art Bell. Art Bell. I think he like got into <laughs> talking about uh, aliens and government <laughs> conspiracies and the grassy knoll and all kinds of good stuff. So the smooth sounds here. I would like to do a trucker show. That'd be kind of cool. You know, truckers call in. Yeah, and you know, like kind of the all night show. Can we do this as a live feed? Surely to goodness we could. Oh yeah, we could do this YouTube live. They've got Facebook live. We could do Twitch. I mean, there are several different, you know, avenues that we could do this live. We could add a video component as well. We, you know, we did that to start with. When we when we first started this podcast, we had the video component, the Facebook Live. Yeah, we did. And so then COVID hit, and we stopped doing Facebook Live because we were supposed to be quarantined. And we didn't want everybody to know we were sitting two feet away from each other <laughs> doing this. Yeah. So, hey, it is Thursday night. Let me get excited. Man, And it's not that I'm excited. That took a lot out of me. Oh, yeah, I'm whipped. Um, and, and that was a tough game to broadcast because – the emotional range that you went through, you got up early, but you were leaving some runs out there. Then they come back, go up seven to two, and I wanted to punch something. And then we fight back. Then we give up the leadoff home run. And mostly, mostly, you didn't need a tracks plus deep dig today to know this. It's not good to give up 16 free passes. So we walk 15. Two of those were intentional. Okay, so let's not go overboard. We only okay. really we yes. only really walked thirteen, <laughs> and then we hit a guy. And I think I said on the broadcast that's, that's the positive so far of the night is we hadn't hit anybody, and then we hit somebody late. That was a um, that was really a weird ride tonight, Charlie. State wins ten to eight, game one over Texas A and M. We didn't have our tracks plus deep dig today, so what we decided to do is come in here after this game. And it's really attracts deep dig into what we just witnessed. All right, and I'm going to give you credit. I will give you credit where credit is due. We are in the Farm Bureau studios here in downtown Starkville. It is late night on a Thursday night. We hope you get this podcast as soon as you get up on Friday. You may have gone to bed tonight and said, you know what, I'm done with this. I'm not wa- watching, guys. And I will not judge you. I will not judge you at all. But here's where here is someone that I will judge, and I'm going to give you credit for hitting the cough button and looking at me when Amani Larry comes to the plate and saying, "Why are they pitching to him?" And so then the wild pitch is thrown to tie the game at eight, and then two free bases are open, two open bases. On a run that doesn't matter. A run that doesn't matter at first base. You've got a nine-hole hitter at the plate or coming in the, in the on-deck circle. And then you look at me again and like, 
I really don't pitch to him now. Yeah, because, and that's not a knock on Ross, Ross Highfield, but here's the thing. I've got a veteran pitcher on the mound. I got the winning run right there. Do I want to pitch to the freshman who struggled or the guy that's already got a double and a home run? I mean, it's pretty easy, isn't it? Yeah, no, I, I couldn't understand it. And for a lot of people who, you know, subscribe to the Jim Schlossnagel, just that infatuation, I could not understand why he pitched to Amani Larry. And, hey, like I said, it's easy to say that in hindsight 2020. But we were saying that not on the air. Probably should have said it on the air, but we didn't. I, I still can't believe they pitched to him. No, I can't either. And I was a little surprised they went away from Garcia, honestly. Um, that guy had a power arm. I don't know. The, the bull, Every time the bullpen door opens, the game changes. It does. And they had a power arm there at the end. You know, bringing in Johnston. He's a different feel. You know, the thing about Garcia, he kind of had a little sweep to it, that slider, kind of a lower arm action. Man, but just looking back, it was a game we needed to win. We had to win. And we had to have LSU beat Georgia. That happened. LSU won in 12 innings over Georgia. Now, Missouri, you know, we started the night two games behind Missouri, two games behind Georgia. Now we're one game behind Georgia. Missouri rained out tonight and postponed until tomorrow. They'll play a doubleheader against Auburn tomorrow. And so, yeah, there still is, a you know, just a, a breath of life in our season. But, hey, I tell you what, and we talked about this a couple weeks ago, wondering, you know, that Auburn lost, what, three, four weeks ago now, what that does to you down the stretch. We won three in a row now in SEC play. So, still a lot to play for. Still a lot's got to happen for us to get to Hoover. But But some of it has. Some of it has. Some of it has happened. And in many ways, this is kind of our playoffs right here, right? All right, I'm going to give you the positive here. Is is this a positive spin? It is a positive spin. Hey. Is it a spin or are you just bringing facts? It's a little bit of both. Okay. Okay. We only had four walks in the last four innings. Okay. <laughs> we we walked fifteen. We walked eleven in the first five innings, four in the last four. So we got better. At least one of those was intentional, right? Well, two intentional walks tonight. Over one in the last four innings. One in the last four innings. One early in the game. All right. So I I want to do it. I want to go ahead and go negative for a minute. Okay. May I go negative? I'll always enjoy negative, Charlie. Okay. Keep in mind, I'm happy. This is more of a role playing, okay? But if I were trying to be the negative guy, what I would say is this. The next time we face a team who has a guy hitting under 200 <laughs> and we walk him three times, what? I mean, we should be running laps right now. Yes. Because um, I go back to, like, Bolton at Arkansas, the shortstop. Guy was hitting 200, walking five times that weekend. Um, so today, Coffer in the ball game is 0 for 2, strikes out twice. But when he's not striking out, he's walking three times. Here's the other thing you start to look at the bottom of the order. Their runs came from six through nine, and worse, mostly from seven and eight. And you got now look. Tarjok, I mean, okay, whatever. It, it happens, right? The guy just ran into ran into two balls tonight. 
One he of them gave him a lead. He had a night. He's he, a college baseball player. He goes three for four, four RBIs, scores three times, has a double, a couple of home runs, also walks. In fact, you know, the only starter in the ball game who didn't walk was Thompson, the yeah. five-hitter. He had a single. We struck him out twice. Now, we did hit him. He was the one-hit batter. Ah, so that, so that kind of fills in the gap there, right, of the walk? Yeah. You know, Dome, hey, you start looking back at one-run games. I mean, then you really can dive in there and see when you got some big outs. Hey, I got something for you. If I'm a Texas A&M guy right now, you know what's leaping off the page at me? We stranded 16 runners. 16 runners. You think back to the third inning, they scored just one run. We were able to get out of that inning. You, know, you walk a guy, then Jordan Thompson strikes out swinging. And then in the ninth inning, man, Dome put them all over the bases. And then he's able to get the get a couple big strikeouts there in the ninth inning. Well, that's the other thing. You know, they struck out 15 times. All right, so I'm we called some breaks tonight. Oh, boy, on the bases, <laughs> right? On the bases twice. And so they may look completely different today. And I was I was looking at Twitter after the game. You know, A&M has got to win some games here late to get in the tournament. Not in the SEC tournament, but the NCAA tournament. And that is so shocking to me. I mean, Kendall Rogers and D1 Baseball, they are the self-proclaimed guys that understand the game. Hey, you're not going to be throwing inside on D1 again I, today, are no, you? No, I'm not. I'm just saying they were a preseason top five team in the country. Jim Schlossnagel, year number two. This is the year he makes the turn, gets it going. They – um. They they do some things where they're not real clean. You know, we've had our we've had our rumbling moments this year where we feel like we have not played clean and have not played really good baseball. So can I give you a theory about this? I think it's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's infecting college baseball right now. And so I go back to, and it's I feel like a lot of days I come on here. I'm like the Arkansas pep band. You know, just how great Arkansas is all day. But I go back to this. I think now you see a couple of things in college baseball. You run into teams who are not fundamentally sound. Arkansas goes and gets guys whose talent level may be a little bit lower or they're defective in a skill set. You know, like Bolton's got an ultra-high fielding tool, an ultra-low hitting tool. Roland, the catcher, ultra-high defensive tool, ultra-low. But you know, you know what I'm saying? They're They're – they're goods that it's the demo model, right? It's it's not new out of the box. There's some scuffs on these, but they're fundamentally sound, and they have something they're good at. I think a lot of these college baseball teams you look at right now are just not very good. And I thought about, I was trying to think of a comparison, and so I'm going to take this indictment down to like twelve year old, nine, ten, eleven, twelve year old baseball all the way up. I was down at spring training, and I was watching some minor league games, and there were a bunch of Dominican guys, and they were making just boneheaded plays. They couldn't catch a pop-up under the lights. They were stepping on the back corner of the bag. And I asked a scout, I said, man, I thought these guys knew how to play baseball. So I thought that's what they learned. He said, no, they learned to try out. I said, what are you talking about? He said, they learned to hit it 500 feet, run a 6260 and throw it 100 miles an hour. He said they don't really learn the game of baseball. I wonder if that's what's happening in American baseball right now. 
it's the kind of thing I was talking to a, a guy who works with kids the other day, and he he asked one of the kids he's working with, you know, how's how'd your game go? Man, went great, struck out seven, had two good pitches, you know, blah, blah, blah. Did you win? I mean, no, we got beat seven to two. So you get where I'm going with this? Well, and, and two, and so Bobby Knight, whether you like him or not, and evidently he's not in good health right now. But anyway, I um, – I had lunch one day. Have I ever told you this? I had lunch one day at Little Dewey with Bobby Knight and Reese Davis. It was me, Jeff, uh, me, Greg Ellis, Bobby Knight, and Reese Davis. And we were talking about – You didn't call him Bob, I hope. No, I didn't. I called him Coach. Fascinating. Great lunch. And he was talking about AAU basketball. And he says, you know, here's what I think about the college game and why it's gotten different is because you play three games on a Saturday and you've got – you know, all these people with rivals with two, four, seven, or, you know, whoever at the time that are writing these articles about these guys recruiting sites and they're watching these guys play in Atlanta. Okay. And, you know, you play at 10 o'clock in the morning, you go for 18 points and nine rebounds, whatever. You lose by five. There's an article about how you had 18 and five. Play at two o'clock, you have 17 and 10. And you get the article, you had 17 and 10, you got beat by seven. And then at 7 o'clock at night, you had a game where you had 13 points, 13 rebounds. You see what I'm saying? So you lose three games, but all the articles are about how great the guy was. And he says, I'm a firm believer that AAU basketball, travel baseball, and a lot of the travel era or travel arenas are teaching kids they don't hate to lose because they're used to losing. Is that, does that make any sense? It's almost like I'm not afraid. You know, growing up for us, you know, the old man syndrome, you know, it was better in our day. We hated to lose more than we loved to win. Do you think that's kind of a byproduct as well? You're not getting taught the, the fundamentals. You're- I think the teams that are going to be very good in college baseball going forward, it's not going to be about draft prospects. It's not going to be about recruiting rankings. It's going to be about guys like you never had any doubt that Tanner Allen wanted to win. This isn't a knock on it. I'm talking about this is a much bigger picture. No, this is not Mississippi State. I'm not talking about our team and our dugout. No, No. what I'm saying is I think think what made a coach successful 10 years ago is going to be a little different going forward. forward. Yeah, but I I looked at A&M and they ought to be better, shouldn't they? Should be. I mean, I would think. Now, they, they may win the next two, don't get me wrong, but they're not going to finish 500 in the league. No, they're not. And we talk about we start talking about teams around the league and teams we've seen. I mean, Alabama won tonight. I think Alabama's RPI is like 11. I mean, they're thinking about the possible outside chance if they win the next two games, winning game or two at Hoover. You're talking about Alabama, a team we beat two out of three, thinking about hosting in Tuscaloosa without a head coach, by the way. I mean, who would have bet on that? <laughs> it's late night. Hey, we're in the Farm Bureau studios. Farm Bureau, go with the home team at Farm Bureau. Check them out at favorites.com. And this kind of is our Tracks Plus deep dig. Tracks Plus now with five locations. You've got the original in Hickory, Mississippi. Startville and Columbus on Highway 182. Down in Summit, Mississippi. Alexandria, Louisiana. And now over in Bessemer, Alabama. And so, Tracks Plus, Saney Excavators and Mini Excavators for the dirt contractor. They got those big rock back trucks. Anything you need to rent for heavy machinery, 
new or used with the forestry equipment, our good friends at Trax Plus. And, Charlie, here's the thing. I was driving yesterday, no, day before yesterday. Day before yesterday, I was driving from the coast. I was going to Vicksburg for the Road Dogs Tour. And I passed country meat packers on Highway 49 in Florence. Did you stop? I did. I I did not. I actually did, and I didn't bring you did your you sauce. Bring me anything? No, I didn't. Sorry, but they have the new butcher shop that's open, and that thing is massive. And so they have increased what they can do in their butcher shop at Country Meat Packers, and home of that great country pleasing sausage, Mississippi made product down in Florence. Henry Cooper and the gang, man, they've done a great job building that business and growing that business, and so. If you're uh, looking for somewhere to go and uh, looking for something to, to put on the grill for the weekend, head down to Country Meat Packers. If you're putting stuff on the grill at the ballpark on Friday and Saturday and coming up this way, and, of course, pick up a bunch of that uh, Country Pleasing Sausage. Um, Charlie, I hate to admit this. I did get a pack of the crawfish that you were wanting so desperately. No, you know, I don't eat crawfish. You don't? No. I thought it was you that was wanting the crawfish. No. It wasn't you? Okay, no, it was somebody I, else. I got a pack of that. I cooked it last night. So let me ask you this. I want to go back to our late night trucker show, Art Bell kind of vibe. Here's my question. If I wanted to host such a show, would I be better off with an AM radio signal, an FM signal, or just like a – you need some kind of online thing. I mean, you want to be able to take calls, right? Yeah, and I think from that standpoint, no, I don't know if you want to take calls. Do you want to take calls or do you want to take texts? I just think it'd be cool to hear, you know, to be going on and, you know, talk to somebody who's hey, driving the truck out on I whatever it is out there. Okay, now speaking of kind of something off topic and something that you would play on the drive time radio late at night, did you see where – are you familiar with Kyle, Texas – I was reading this article today. I did see this. You see this today? Okay, Kyle, Texas, which is on the corridor between San Antonio and Austin, which used to be one of my favorite places in the country, but now it's really overgrown. New Braunfels, that's where Jordan Westberg is from. But in Kyle, Texas, on Saturday, they are inviting all the Kyles around the country to show up, and they're trying to have a Guinness Book of World Record of the most Kyles in one place in Kyle, Texas. So if you know of any Kyles, I know a few, send them out to Kyle, Texas this weekend. They're going to have a, like a big festival out there on Saturday. That's just kind of random, I know. I'm sorry. I don't think there's any Bart Fest anywhere. No. But, you know, who knows? Maybe we'll try to put that together. Right now, we're working on some other things here locally. We're working on, uh, hey, um, Bulldog Initiative stuff. We've got the Women's Football Clinic coming up. I had yes. somebody message me and said it should have been ladies, not women. I didn't appreciate the the difference between the two, but maybe we'll kind of morph from women to ladies. Um, we have dunks in the district we're working on. Can I shoot threes? Can I play in this? Can we get us involved in this? I think we need to get the media involved in this. I think we need to have a media three-point shooting contest to see who the talkers are and the players, all right? I don't know what you're talking about, but I'm not a member of the media. I'm just more of a <laughs> social critic and commentator. And then, and this actually came up on the message boards, not ready to commit, but we're kind of playing with some ideas. Maybe 
kind of an all-star alumni kind of baseball Friday night, late, late fall. Are you getting ideas from the internet? No, I've actually been, been on this one. Um, you know, we used to have the uh, alumni game. Yep. Right. And the challenge was with Coach Polk, you know, you obviously have a ton of people. I, you can't – it would be harder to do that in terms of that many people playing. Did Bruce Castoria tear an Achilles? Did he really? I think that's what shut it down, wouldn't it? I, I can't speak intelligently on the ankle structure of Bruce Castoria. Um, so, I don't know. Of course, uh, some people will recognize when you – I can't speak intelligently line from a few good men. My children won't because they're disappointments. Um, but, you know, my thought was you get kind of like two 24-man rosters. I don't know. It's it's playable. we got to come up with some rules. Yeah, we got a lot to work on. Kind of like an old-timers day at Yankee Stadium. Well, except I want it to be more like a young-timers game, okay. not old-timers. And nothing against the old-timers. You'd want them to be there. But I'm I'm kind of thinking, you know, I want to see somebody gas it up, you know. <laughs> you want to see somebody. Well, I mean, as easy as it appears, especially from some of the guys that sit in front of us, all you have to do is say throw strikes. Think like Jonathan Holder would, you know, kind of dust mang them off a little bit, you know. <laughs> think any of those old, older guys might just kind of throw one up and in. Um Hey, speaking of up and in, we saw one of the strangest hit-by-pitches that I've ever seen today. Okay, so I actually wanted to bring this up during the game. I thought when he double-clutched and was not towing the rubber when he actually let go of it, did that kind of – I thought it may have nullified the pitch. But I may be wrong on that. I may be completely – because here's the thing. I had not seen that before. I mean, I've seen a guy – you know, toe the rubber, get ready to wind up, his cleats catch, and then he doesn't throw the pitch. Tonight, the guy went ahead and just tossed the pitch, and he was off balance. And Amani Larry just stood there and let it bounce off the turf. Hey, let me tell you this. If that's dirt and there's a divot, it may not hit Amani Larry. Tonight is the first time I will ever say that the artificial turf may have helped on that hit batsman. I don't know. I'll I'll play along. So tonight's Perhaps. the night where I don't want the box cutter in my hand. No. Well. <laughs> hey, um, thanks to our good friends at uh, Heartland Catfish. Heartland producing the finest U.S. farm-raised catfish you can possibly want. And the thing about Heartland, a lot of other – catfish providers as they have the u.s catfish trail and it goes through the state of mississippi tennessee alabama louisiana you got jerry's catfish house taylor grocery over in in the arkansas you got the catfish hole and cock of the walk down in jackson and so many great places around the southeast and top of the river restaurants in alabama but the catfish trail and heartland catfish a big part of the catfish trail and so go to heartlandcatfish.com click on the catfish trail and kind of get an idea actually when i passed country pleasing sausage a couple of days ago went right by the igloo of jerry's catfish house right there on 49 had somebody come up to me the other night was talking about shivers creek fish house we talked about last week and i was like, like hey we, i've been to shiver several times i was like hey i've been there once or twice before too and it was outstanding so heartland catfish producing the finest u.s farm-raised catfish over in itabina mississippi we're talking about mississippi state's 10 to 8 win over 
you know, I was talking about my trucker show. This would make my trucker show right here. You know this one? No, I don't. You don't know C.W. McCall and Convoy? What? Yeah, I think I would... Uh, yeah. I click on Sirius XM after listening to that. You think I could get a Sirius XM channel for my trucker show? The trucker show? Yeah, yeah. so you got to have the cores. Do you listen to this? C.W. McCall? Yeah, I'm very familiar with the works of C.W. McCall. Okay, so uh, along those lines, all right, you're talking about music right there and music that I have no idea what it is. And I, I apologize for that. So we've been on the Road Dogs tour, and with Zach Arnett, Zach Selman, Brad Peterson's been around a good bit. But you know, on this trek that we've made, Zach Selman is convinced he wants to do an hour show. No, not Selman. No, not Selman. Arnett, excuse me. Zach Arnett is convinced that he wants to do an hour show with us. Brad Peterson may be a part of it. I think we've got enough headsets now in our studio. That he wants to do a show where it is illegal to talk football. He wants to talk music and gas station food. I think we can make this work. Do we, so do we have to limit it to those things, or can it be more of a free-form? No, it's a free-form non-football. I think it's a free-form non-football. So I would look for that coming up in the next month or so because football spring practice is over, the Road Dogs tour is over, and so we need to get with Zach and make this happen. How long would it be, though? We could have a great – we might go two hours. I, I might – but see, my – the things I want to talk about may be a little different. I might. He is a history major, and I'm consider myself a half-winded amateur historian, and so I might want to get into some U.S. history, Cuban Missile Crisis, have a little fun there. Um, I think we could really do some deep work there. But I might even want to go like Saturday morning cartoons. What? You See, know? I was never a cartoon guy. Really? No, I wasn't. I like the chipmunks. That was about it. I know that's a crazy one to think of. Yeah, I might. But see, the problem is we can't talk football because I might want to say, you know, what kind of quarterback would Bugs Bunny be? Did you, you ever watch Bugs Bunny? You saw the one where he played like all nine positions in the baseball game? No, I used to watch the Roadrunner every now and then. But that's, that He'd was be a, a great flanker. Cat, probably couldn't catch. Probably couldn't catch. Prototypical high school flanker. The fastest guy, he just can't catch. Hey, but we, we can't were at talk football with Arnett. So. Uh, you know, that I think the thing that people miss about Zach Arnett, before we go, I know we're talking baseball. I want to talk about basketball a second, too. Um, Zach Arnett, a lot of people look at him because the guy played football and he's young and he's kind of got that, you know, edge look to him. Zach Arnett's a smart guy. And oh, yeah. he can talk about – A lot of different things. Oh, my goodness. So, do you th is, is this like a done deal? Are we going to do this? Yeah, it's a done deal. I mean, it's, we didn't sign anything, but we shook hands on it. Gas station food. So I'm a big gas station chicken guy, but I have, I'm very particular about it. Um, very I'm not particular get... about potatoes. Now, let me tell you this. Chicken on a stick, there's a lot of people that use potatoes as a filler on chicken on a stick. I'm not a fan of that. No, just I don't want my chicken on a stick. I want onions. I want dill pickles. 
and I want chicken. And every now and then, it just depends on the how the bell pepper is softened. You can take the bell pepper. Sometimes you can't take the bell pepper. But there's a lot of people out there that, one, put too many potatoes on the chicken on the stick. But also, You're basically getting a potato on a stick with that's a right. flavor of chicken. But they also put too much batter on the chicken on the stick. There's a lot of people that like a lot of batter on their chicken tenders. I don't. I like a thin layer. But anyway, that's spicy. So that's the kind of thing that we'll talk about. Yes. So is this going to be a one-off deal or might we have installments? And then my next question for you would be, we couldn't bring this up on the show. I would want to know how long is it in the season before we give up a dumb touchdown or special teams has a breakdown and somebody says, should have spent less time doing podcasts. (laughs) <laughs> and more time coaching defense. But, you know, here's the thing about it. We will be the first to say that to him. That's the great thing about Zach Arnett. Oh, my God. Now he'll he'll throw inside on you. He'll throw inside hard on you. Um, I mean, the, the past, the, the Road Dogs deal, he came after me pretty hard. Now I went right back after him pretty hard because I called him a failed baseball player because he went to New Mexico on a baseball scholarship. Really? Yeah. He started out as a baseball guy. He was a catcher for New Mexico. And then uh, moved over to football. Now, I'm going to go out on a limb. I think it's a pretty sturdy limb, but I'm going to go out on a limb and guess that you did not try to throw inside on, like, Zach Selman. No, I didn't. I didn't know. You know, Zach has been great. I have thoroughly enjoyed being around Zach on the Road Dogs Tour. But um, it's, it's kind of like uh, – you know, on the baseball broadcast, I don't know Zach well enough <laughs> to, to say some things that I maybe have used to said, you know. <laughs> so, uh, but no, he, he's been a lot of fun to be around. Um, got we, a big signing in basketball. Really and did. That was uh, – We needed a shooter. We said it all I'm, year. Just say I'm proud of that. I'm Are proud you? we got him. There's a lot of talk on the Road Dogs Tour about the Bulldog Initiative in NIL, and it came from Zach Selman about how – one of the most important things right now that you can do to help is supporting the Bulldog Initiative. And I'm not saying that just because we're sitting here, but, I mean, he, he did say that. Zach Arnett was very emphatic talking about the NIL, about Bulldog Initiative as well. And well, so, and the cool thing is I think we are getting to the point now, you know, we've got the women's clinic. It's like, look, man, it's like everything in life, kind of like a, a kid, right? you gotta you got to crawl before you can walk and walk before you can run. And uh, we've crawled, and now we're trying to walk. And you start to – I mean, look, we've done a lot of good. Don't get me wrong. But when I talk about doing things, what I'm saying is, can we grow the support, grow the organization? We've had some people come forward to volunteer. And so there are going to be more and more things where people can get involved and see it and be a part of it. And that's what I'm excited about. I'm really excited about this women's football clinic, ladies' football clinic. I'm excited about the basketball event. Man, if we can pull this, I don't. I'm not promising. I don't. I'm not announcing. I'm just. We got to get the details together. Hey, before we go, yesterday, you know, I I said I grew up a Cubs fan, and there here's the reason I grew up a Cubs fan, is back when we were coming up, late '80s, early '90s, you had pretty much two teams that were telecast every game they played. You had the Cubs in the afternoon, but that was before they had lights at Wrigley Field. 
Harry Carey. That's and what Steve kind of, Stone. St- Harry Carey, Steve Stone. That's kind of what made me want to broadcast. And then at night, you had TBS and the Braves. Well, it's raining today, Harry, so the ball could get wet. Pass me that cooler over here, Steve. <laughs> and so then you know you had the Braves at night, and so every guy in Nanawoya loved the Braves, and so I had to be different, and so I loved the Cubs. And so I didn't know what it was like to win until 2016. But yesterday, we are in Houston, and we get to Houston from Tyler, Texas, and our good friend Chris Young calls, and I talked to Chris, and we head over to batting practice for just a few moments to see the Cubs take BP and Astros as well. They did not have trash cans they were banging on, so those guys really didn't know how to hit. But we, uh, I saw Book Shiambi, talked to Jason Shiambi. Is it Jason Shiambi? It is. And so I, I call him Boog because they were buddies, you know. Okay. And so I talked to him at the cage yesterday, talked to him a while, talked to Chris Young a while, and we were talking about pitching analytics. That guy is a pitching savant. So here's my thing with Chris Young. Chris Young, MVP of the SEC tournament. Um, here's my thing with him, though. I would love to do an hour-long show with him. But I wouldn't talk anything but baseball. No. Like, if he said, hey, I want to do a show with you guys, and we're going to spend an hour and talk about other stuff, I'd probably be, you know, we're good. You know, uh, we're all right. And that's because if if I'm going to talk to him, I want to learn. I learned a lot yesterday. We were talking about arm angle. We were talking about analytics and the use of analytics and sometimes how they're overused. And anyway, that was a good conversation too. So it was great to see him. That guy watched. I guarantee you, he watched the game tonight. Of course, they had an off day today, so he was driving back. He lives just outside of Austin. He was flying to Philly. I think they play Philadelphia tomorrow, Friday, Saturday series. Friday, Saturday's Sunday series, Philadelphia with the Cubs. Anyway, that was just kind of a off-topic deal right there. Hey, uh, thanks to our good friends, of course at. Uh, Farm Bureau, go with the home team at Farm Bureau. Check them out at favorites.com. They have agents all across the state of Mississippi. Farm Bureau, Home Life, Auto, whatever you're in the market for. Hey, we saw something tonight. It was pretty crazy. Hey, Charlie. Hey, we were one. What's it? Right, so I'm going to go back to Bull Durham on you. Uh, you know, when they're walking in and Ebby Calvin, Nuke Lelouch has pitched his first game. Rose goes in front. Was it uh, – wasn't it walk 16, struck out 16? Yeah. You know, new league record, also a new league record, hit the bull, hit whatever. We were one off because we walked 15, struck out 15. That's crazy. And we almost had the nuke Lelouch ball game here today. <laughs> <laughs> walked 15, struck out 15. Hit a guy for good measure. We didn't have a wild pitch. We had a pass ball when, you know, in – that's a tough pass ball for a catcher. And to be honest with you, that should have been a wild pitch. Because when a, when a catcher's crossed up, do you not think that that's, that's a wild pitch at all times? Am I wrong it, Well, I guess it's tough to – here's what I don't understand on getting crossed up. How do you get crossed up when people are looking at a watch? I mean, you're not having to, to peer in and decipher and – check for the number of fingers or anything you can see how you could get crossed up there but you're looking at your wrist and it says fastball actually i think ours uses a number but you get the idea right um you know come on yeah hey enjoyed it we just wanted to get in here and talk a little bit about baseball thursday night we win 10 to 8 come from behind fashion 
That's the third game in a row. All right, I gotta I gotta get one more thing in before we go, and that is this: um, we got plenty to be frustrated about this season. Plenty. Don't I don't want anything I'm about to say take away from that. And I know you don't want to praise something that ought to exist. You ought to have effort, right? And in at some degree, you shouldn't be praising effort because you ought to have it. We're in a better spot at the end of this season than we were a year ago. I hate to use it, but it just felt like at the end of the year we just kind of mailed it in. on in. Yeah. And I get it, small victory, blah, blah, blah. But it is at least nice to see that in the final two weekends we're not going to be worse than three and three. Yeah, no no doubt, no doubt. Hey, thanks to our good friends at Bank First as well. Go to bankfirstfs.com for all your lending needs. Mo and Griffin could hoop, by the way. Mo Griffin could hoop. Oh, he looks like a guy could no, hoop. No, no, like Mo Griffin was legit. Really? Yeah. Uh, Marcus Mallory, he could hoop. So maybe. I saw John Shapley the other night in Biloxi. I don't think Gulfport. John Shapley could hoop. John Shapley could broadcast it. I think he could talk about it. He could talk to everybody in the arena about the basketball game he was watching. Yeah, I'll tell you, like, Moat could play his son. Also, Moat could really play. Okay. That's good to know. Multiple-time state champion. So, Hey, we'll be back on Sunday for Sunday coffee. We may be back um, sooner, depending on how all this goes, right? Could be. Hey, we're, nothing's in stone, man. This is our deal. This is our podcast. So we, we can do this anytime we want to. We can go live on YouTube live the next time. I can bring a camera in here, and we can go live, and everybody can text us questions. We can do Facebook live. Whatever you want to do, Charlie. I mean, if you want to expand this sucker, we're ready. Well, if we're going to get Arnett on here, I'm going to have to do some research on gas station food, so I might have to go off my diet for a little while. <laughs> All right. Hey, enjoyed it. Yeah, it was a good win. Yeah, it really was. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us. This has been our Tracks Plus Deep Dig. We'll be back on Sunday for Sunday Coffee, brought to you by Strange Brew Coffee House. Dogs win it tonight 10-8 to over Texas A&M. I appreciate you guys hanging out with us. <laughs>